Hi, welcome to Talking with Fred. I'm Tony. And I'm Joe. And today we are talking with Fred about... Adultery. Okay. Why is adultery such a big deal, Tony? It's one of those situations that people aren't getting what they need in their marriage. And so it becomes a, uh, a breaking of trust. But why, why wouldn't it be better than to just say, I mean, let everybody get what they need. Let everybody find people that they get along with. Let's all find those that we think are, that we are compatible with. And uh, let's just all get on and get along together. Let's all be happy. I don't think it's always that easy with some people. They, I think it's things that they, they have trouble with, I guess, growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see the marriage that is presented before them, usually like parents, for example. Right family but wouldn't that even be more of an argument for to do away with it i mean yeah, i mean I if mean, my grandparents have had a bad marriage yeah and my parents have had a bad marriage then why in the world would i want to get married wouldn't it be easier for me to just live with somebody as long as we're happy and then hey everybody grows apart yeah. everybody at some point in time becomes dissatisfied that then we just go our separate ways and find a new person that we get along with well you don't build a future that way why not when you have that person you found, right? For example, mm-hmm. I found my wife. Mm-hmm. We found that not only are we from two different cultures, but we have something to bring to the table with that, and we can build off of uh, both our backgrounds. Okay, but why is that an advantage? Wouldn't it be more of an advantage to find somebody like you? Then it would, in my opinion, that's kind of boring. Is it? Yeah, I think it's a little boring. Uh, honestly, I think so. <laughs> Yeah but, re- but yeah, but remember, from yeah. the beginning, when you read Genesis, right, from the right. beginning, God shows Adam all the animals, and he didn't find a partner among them. No, <laughs> that's true. So so at that level, we are all the same. Yes. I, okay, when you look at it that way, yes. <laughs> when, when you said the same, I'm thinking just kind of thinking-wise. So what wise. you're talking about is culture. Yeah, well, not just culture, but thinking-wise. I mean, I have a personality that's outgoing. I have a personality that likes just likes to be around people. Yeah? For, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I like making new friends. Mm-hmm. My wife, sometimes she's a little bit of the introvert. So why would it? Why is it a good idea that you that are outgoing would find somebody that is not outgoing? Compliments each other. Why? Wouldn't that hold that you back? Not at all. I think it calms me down, actually. Okay. In reality, I mean, because she's able to be that little weight that I need okay. to back me off. Yeah. I mean, from my own, my own experiences, there are times that I've pushed myself onto people. Right. I've pushed people to be my friends. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, you know, back off. And in reality, you know, it, it brought a lot of hurt or okay. a lot of distance between myself and other people. So are you, sa- are you saying then that the only way you could learn different was to be married? No, I'm just saying that that's what helped me okay. back off a little bit yeah. with a lot of people because yeah. she's the way she is. Okay. And then at the same time, it helps. But would, do you have to get married to do that? No, you don't have to be married to, to find someone to help you back off. So then what's the big deal with adultery? There's no foundation. Okay. It's an attitude of foundation. Well, not so much attitude foundation, but it's just there's no foundation on it. Why? There's nothing to build off of. Couldn't you make a decision to have another type of foundation? That I don't know. Would take a, couldn't you make the decision to say, hey, I would rather be with somebody that I think is fun and yeah. uh, you know is, is compatible with me at this moment in my life because I don't know where I'm going to develop in, in the future. But right yeah. now, I'm where I'm at and I'm experiencing what I'm at, yeah. experiencing and this person compliments me. She is a little bit of an introvert. She gives me some 
some balance, mm-hmm. but I don't know where I'm going to be in 20 years. So, so I, I'm just, just going to build on that. Yeah, then you're just having fun on dating. And what's wrong with that? I mean, there's nothing wrong getting to know people. Dating is not a problem. You build a slight friendship, but in the long haul, what happens when you break up? Yeah. You, you break up. I mean, right. not a lot of people. What's wrong with that? You don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? A lot, in <laughs> my opinion. Okay, why? Because you, you kind of, I mean, you tend to burn bridges when you do that. And so when I, going back to Are you going to go back? To what? Anything. There's a possibility. Okay. There's a possibility to fall back into something that... To go back to an old relationship. Yeah, that didn't work. Okay. There's a possibility to go back to abusive relationships. But if you left a relationship and went back to a relationship, do you think that that's going to work? 99% of the time, (laughs) no. (laughs) No. So, So why do you think that it's so important to go from everything that we hear is the way we should or this is the times that we live, why should we go then and establish a marriage? And then why on top of that would God say when you establish a marriage, then you are not to commit adultery? The woman I married 13 years ago, Yeah, she's not the same woman that she is today. No. She's completely different. She's grown. She's matured a lot more. Right. So in that sense, I mean, she is different from right before. what if and i assume you you say that, that 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 relationship or that development in her has been positive yeah very much so and what about if it hadn't been positive it would have been a rough road <laughs> i mean uh, I'm, but but I'm not the, claiming to be no an no angel no no myself, but, but no no but 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 that's what we're getting to right yeah. the law is the same in all situations right. right it doesn't say do not commit adultery as long as they're positively developing yeah. and you're happy it says do not do not Commit adultery. So what is the essence of it? Why is that so important? I mean, we live in a world that doesn't think that that's important. I mean, even inside the church, Mm -hmm. we have divorce rates that are the same as in the world. So the church makes no distinction, distinction today between the world. You can't look at the church and say, wow, there must be something different there as far as relationships go because there's just as many relationships that break inside the church as it does in society. How do we make the next step? What is different? Commitment. Okay, and how is that different? Well, you're forsaking everything that's aside, outside. I mean, you're saying to this person, look, you're the one I have my eye on. You're the one that's captured my attention. What if she hasn't? There are cultures in the world mm-hmm. where things are arranged. Right. I mean, how much choice did Moses have? Yeah, that's true. And he had more than one wife. Mm-hmm. What about all that? I think that kind of falls in a different category. <laughs> oh, does actually, it? Because the law is the same. Yeah, but it didn't say, I mean, you're, when you're talking about polygamy and monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it didn't really say that. My opinion. <laughs> Not Be careful, Tony. I'm, I'm treading here lightly. <laughs> I mean, it, culture is culture in certain places because around the world there are places where men have multiple wives. And uh, so, culture believe, doesn't matter. I think culture in itself sometimes it does. <laughs> He's having a lot of fun with this, just so you know. <laughs> but this is one of the Ten Commandments that. For the first, most people want to hop over because they don't really have any good answers. They don't really have any 
anything to add to the conversation. It's usually one of those that they just say, okay, we have to accept it. Okay. Right. Because there's no, there's, there's no cultural basis. There's no, there's no personal basis. There's no, there's no anything basis. Right. But that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Because God didn't just tell us to do things because he thought it was fun. So it's not open to interpretation. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think that I think that you have to understand what God's trying to say because I don't think form is the big deal because we can see. I mean, Moses had more than one wife. There's cultures that have one uh, one man and, and many women. There's other cultures that have one woman and many men. Right. I mean, the form of marriage, even our even in our own traditions, mm -hmm. in the medieval ages, marriage wasn't the same as it was today. Um, it was much different. In our tradition, in the in Anglo-Saxon traditions, they were expected to basically establish a household, begin to live together. And then at one point in time, at some point in time, usually, I mean, it varies, obviously, but usually within a certain amount of time, half a year or a year, mm -hmm. then they were expected to present themselves to the, to the pastor, to the priest of the local church. Mm -hmm. And that's where we, for example, in the Anglo-Saxon tradition, mm -hmm. we have that that remark in our service, if there's anyone here today that has anything against why these two cannot have each other. In medieval times, that question was asked to people outside the church. The whole village would come together, and these two people that had established a household mm -hmm. would present themselves to the, to the priest, and he would then ask, is there anyone here that has anything against, you know? Mm -hmm. And then somebody could say, yeah, hey, wait a minute, Jack, he's got a wife in the next village, yeah. you know? Uh, or, or somebody could say, hey, wait, Susie, he, she's promised George that she would marry him. And, and all of that had to be resolved. And then the priest would invite them into the church, into the kingdom of God, into holiness, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole point about all of this is it comes down to what is it that God is trying to convey to us that we need to avoid in order not to destroy ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. that's what the Ten Commandments are about. The, the Ten Commandments, you can look at it this way. You can look at it from, you know, God says you are a group of people that are living together. These are things that you have discovered that will destroy you if you don't do something about it, right? If everybody starts stealing from each other, that's not good. If everybody starts murdering each other, that's, that's not good. But the question is, we can't come to the same conclusion about adultery. Because if we did that, we wouldn't have so much of it in the church. And most, well, yeah, most divorces are based on adultery. It's actually really sad, too. But on the other hand, you have to, you have to go back to the question is, okay, God, what are you trying to say to us? Mm -hmm. And obviously, we can have a long discussion about what we all believe. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, a marriage, in whatever culture you've ever find it, in whatever form you find it. It's still marriage. Marriage is... Yeah is a promise. Mm -hmm. Marriage is one person saying, I will do such and such and such and such. And what I believe that God says to us when he says, do not commit adultery, is take the most fundamental desires and motivations in life mm -hmm. that have to do with relationships, that have to do with, with having some companionship, sexual implications, all of those things that are so enormously fundamental. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that was the first thing God said when he yeah, created be Adam. Be fruitful right? and multiply. It's not good for man yeah. to be alone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We are, we are based, we are created for fellowship. We're created for companionship. Yeah. And so God says, well, then look at that fundamental 
relationship and what is the most important Mm -hmm. in that fundamental relationship well that's promises Mm -hmm. and and if you look at if you look at life in general right there's some principles there's some laws in the kingdom of god that we cannot go around right give and it will be given to you right right if you're faithful in small things Mm -hmm. you'll be faithful in large things love god love your neighbor in other words the way you treat god is the way you're going to treat your neighbor um these are things that we cannot avoid and we cannot dismiss right so basically what god is telling us is if you can't honor the fundamental promise with something that is most motivating in your life Mm -hmm then how do you ever expect to keep promises in anything else? That's amazing. So if you can't keep your loyalty yeah. to your wife, how can you keep a loyalty? Then how to could him? I expect you to keep your loyalty to me? Yeah. If you can't be trustful to your wife, right. then how could anybody else ever yeah. expect you to be trustful? And I think, I think that's yeah. the point of this. And I think this is the one that really goes to the heart of behavioral aspects of the human experience is to what we say mm-hmm. right everything else has has got to do with what we do don't steal don't kill yeah. you know don't do these things but but a marriage what is it the preacher asked you to do when you married he asked you a question mm-hmm. and you answered i, I do. do yeah right you have to say that and that legally is binding mm-hmm. in fact at least where i'm at if that person doesn't audibly say, I do, or hear it's yes, where everyone can hear them, mm-hmm. and I can guarantee that they have not done that under distress, mm-hmm. right? If any of those things aren't lived up to, then it's not, it's not valid. But if, it, if they, of their own free will, no one's pressing them, and everyone can hear them mm-hmm. say yes, then it's legally binding. That's awesome. So it's not even okay mm-hmm. just to meet up and sign papers. Hmm. So this has got something to do with what we say to people, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then you go back to some of the fundamental ways of God created us. I think th- I'm sorry. I just yeah. think that's interesting because it brings a point to my mind. I remember an old friend saying, you know, he was living with a woman. Yeah. And he was just in his mind. He's like, well, we're basically married. Mm-hmm. We're kind of married. I mean the way they were acting and doing things, you know, but like you said, it has to be that point of right. saying, I well, do there's, yeah, or yes. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say that, you know, well, I'm married. I mean, I've lived with her for 20 years, Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true. But you've never been, you've never had the courage to stand yeah, in before front of, everybody. of a, con- a congregation and before a pastor and before God yeah. and say, I will. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to do it, but it's something else to say it. And why is that so important? Usually the reciprocal of it is actions speak louder than your words. Right. But in this case, you have to but literally I think, say it, I will. But I think it's a little bit, I mean, if you look at uh, a psychologist, a psychoanalyst that is extremely popular in our time, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. explains it like this. He explains it that laws that we're dealing with, right, mm-hmm. the existence of some of these things are based on common behavior among mm-hmm. people. Right, mm-hmm. that then get interpreted through a uh, mystical means. It can be music, drama, art, mm-hmm. visions, dreams, 
whatever. Mm-hmm. But we begin to associate or uh, simulate these things. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is we begin to say them, right? So in other words, we experience out here that making promises and keeping promises is probably a good idea. Right. right. And then it goes into this next phase that we we dream about being together with other people. Right. Mm-hmm. We dream about a life we want to develop and to build and to whatever. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Well, you have to make a promise. Right. And that if that promise is not vocal, then you've never made the promise. That makes a lot of sense because I, whenever having uh, conversations with my wife about certain things, mm-hmm. you know, she'll say something even sarcastically. And I'll look at her and I'll say, you know what? Be careful. Don't speak that on me. Don't speak that out right. to me because I believe truly wholeheartedly that your words can speak something out into your life that you really don't want to happen. Well, or on the yeah. other side, the well, flip side, of yeah, course. Because your you word is your bond. Right. Right. If I can't, if if people can't depend mm-hmm. <clears throat> on what you say, yeah, it really doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. What matters is saying it and keeping it. Yeah. What do we mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So this has to do with saying and making a promise mm-hmm. in our hearts. And, and when I say we need to say it, I'm not saying necessarily just verbally right our entire life has got to show mm-hmm. that we are committed to ourselves right because yeah. somebody could say yeah i'll do that and then they don't ever do that right right, right. you know the heart is what matters mm-hmm. right yeah. i mean jesus gives us an illustration of that when he says you know there's the two men that get hired and or the two sons and the father comes out and says go out and work in the field Mm-hmm. And the first one says, okay, Father, I'll do whatever you ask me. And right. then he goes and he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And the second son comes and says, no, I don't want to. I'd rather lay in the bed and watch the Internet. <laughs> and so and he disappears. But then, then he gets a bad conscience, and he goes out and works. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, who did what was right, asked Jesus. Well, the one that went out because he had the heart for right. it. Right? And so that's what we're talking about, what the heart is full of. Yeah, the mouth the mouth over. will speak. And so, yeah. so what we're talking about is making a commitment Mm-hmm. that is dependable, that other people can depend on, mm-hmm. that other people can be absolutely, totally convinced and sure of yeah. that you're going to live up to it. Yeah. Because it's not. it has not, nothing to do, well, I mean, it has everything to do with you and your wife, yeah. but it has to do with yours around you. Right, because, yeah. and so why do you think that would be such a big deal? Why would that in itself, why wouldn't it be okay just to say it and then go do whatever you wanted to? What's well, the difference? Well, like you said, um, when you're talking about your word being your bond, yeah, people rely on you to do things. Yeah, and what, so if what you in turn your around, heart, what is important about that? Like it's what drives you, something that drives yeah, you. Yeah, If you're willing, like going back to lifting one up, yeah. they lift you back up at the yeah. same time. But why would, why would someone then go out of that relationship? I mean, if you if you're arguing and and, and rightly so mm-hmm. that that we believe that it's best to build a marriage and to build a relationship, right? Yeah. Then why would it be that somebody would go out of that? They have absolutely no interest. And why wouldn't they do it? Why wouldn't they have an interest? I guess it's just the way they've always moved along in life. They just they don't care about their own life, so they don't care about building and why? something out. Why? Where does that come from? I think that comes from learned behavior. Where did they learn it? From their parents. Yeah, but then why didn't they reject it? Sometimes I think that's a hard thing. 
I mean, I, I could say it literally sometimes is hard because I see it from my own. Family. So what you're saying is if you've if you've grown up in a bad situation, that's hopeless. Not all the time. There are people <laughs> that are out there that will say, no, I reject this. I okay, mean, how I'm do they do that? I'm yeah, one you of are, them. exactly. Okay. But how that. do you do that as compared to well, someone like you else said, you make a conscious can't. decision. But what's the difference? Why can't both of you? Why can't everyone in the family? Why do some people children are, people are just get comfortable. it and other children don't? People are just comfortable coasting the way they are. You, you think that's it? You don't I, think there might be something more to it? There's usually a deeper meaning, but yeah, usually I think it's just the way they see it. This is how my this was well, the I life think, before me. Yeah, and this is the way my life is, and how my future will be. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that it goes to the heart of some of the things that that we deal with in a spiritual life, mm-hmm. because we live in a world that is consumed with self confidence. We all have to develop ourselves. We all have to. To teach ourselves, we all have to always be learning. If you want to be a leader, then be a learning leader. Mm-hmm. You're, we're always going to courses and we're learning new things because mm-hmm. we've got to learn to we've got to learn new uh, abilities if we're going to compete in the world that we live in. Right? All of that has to go with things I can do. Mm-hmm. All of that goes to self confidence. Mm-hmm. Right? I am confident that I can do the job that I've been hired to do. But then you go home and you drink yourself to death. How can you make that hang together? Why yeah, well, is that eventually so? Eventually, it's going to overflow why, into each other. Yeah, but why can one person say, you know, hey, I can do this and I can get through this? And then in private, nothing works for them. And that's where we have a different view of things. We have a spiritual view. Mm-hmm. And we say, Self-confidence is one thing. We can all learn mm-hmm. the 10 steps to whatever. We can buy a book and we can memorize it. If you're not applying learn, it to your life. You know, the, then, three, yeah. the, the three steps to a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all do that, but that's not the point. That just gives me some tools to use. Yeah. Right? Anybody can learn that. What is valuable is our self-worth mm-hmm. and our self-image. Yeah. And, and if we, we find don't, that in God. Exactly. And if we don't have that transformed, if we don't have that resurrected, if we don't have that renewed, <laughs> then if that's garbage, then our life's going to be garbage. That's why you read in the papers, you know, this guy, mm-hmm. he can make billions and billions of dollars, mm-hmm. but when he goes home, he can't keep his pants on, yeah. right? Or he says discriminating and disgusting things about women. Mm-hmm. Or he does and his behavior is horrible. Mm-hmm. That's why we see this because self-confidence is in top. Self-worth is non-existent. Yeah. And God says, well, the secret to life is to turn that upside down mm-hmm. and say, don't worry so much about the self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You'll learn what you need to learn. Yeah. Put your energy in, in your self-worth. Yeah. And Letting God transform you and delivering you from the shame mm-hmm. and from the guilt that sin puts on you. That you right. are not the problem and that you have not done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But that in Jesus Christ, that we is covered. Right. right? We're, we're Through safe. the crucifixion. Yeah. And so that begins to give us a sense of we are worth something. Mm-hmm. And if I'm worth something... Yeah. Then it's also then worth. I have something to give. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then I can keep my promises. And being able to do that, that's through forgiveness. Being able to forgive yeah. yourself. Is that correct? Absolutely. Saying, going back to what we've talked about before, giving up something bad right. for something better. Right. 
And what we give up is yeah. the, is the bad self image. Yeah. The bad self worth, mm-hmm. the shame, the guilt, all of those things that destroy life truly. <clears throat> and we we receive something new. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, then our yes can be yes and our no can be no. Right. You can have all the self-confidence where you can be the most incredible leader, most incredible politician, the most incredible baker mm-hmm. in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Have all the talent in the world, be, be the best musician and make billions and billions of dollars. Right. And still life cannot function because yeah. our self-worth is in the is in the garbage. Yeah, we've seen that with, uh, I won't mention any names, but a pro golfer. Well, we see it with everybody. Oh, yeah, I mean, just one to I mean, point just, out. I mean, even yeah, David just, you know, fell into that. <laughs> open I mean, up your internet, and you know, yeah. whatever news channel you watch, pretty much, I will guarantee is, you, there's yeah. going to be multiple yeah. stories about that. All yeah. from our political leaders to our entertainers to our artists yeah. to our lawyers to everybody to yeah. our doctors, everybody. Yeah. And God says. You know, no, go back and look at some of the fundamental things in your life that are, are important. Mm-hmm. And what is most important is the promise that I will make to the people that are closest to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Lift me up and I will lift you up. Well, love yeah. me. And, and God love says, yeah. it's not good for man to be alone. No. So I made woman to be with man. Mm-hmm. I made two people to be together, to yeah. fit together. And if you can't keep your promise to that person, well, I think you're the, not going to keep your yeah. promise to anybody. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, aside your parents, to a certain extent, there's no one on earth that knows you better than your spouse. Well, it should be that should way. be that way. But that's the that's the next side of yeah. it, right? Because what is it that's going to make you fall into adultery? Because as you were saying, mm-hmm. another side of that is idolatry, mm-hmm. right? What's going to make you begin to look at something else? That's what idolatry means. Mm-hmm. Idolatry simply means what you're looking at. So, what will make you look at some another woman instead of your wife? Well, it goes back to those self-worth issues, mm-hmm. right? It goes back to understanding who I am mm-hmm. and understanding that I am satisfied with what I have. Does mm-hmm. that mean that my spouse is perfect? Not at all. But the point about it is when we meet something that we don't like and we begin to say, oh, but this other person doesn't have that, mm-hmm. what, we, what we fail to realize is that when we get the other person, then they have also yeah. things that we then don't like. And something falls And so apart. then yeah. the, the pattern it's starts repeating itself, right? Yeah. It's better to go back to your own heart mm-hmm. and say, my self-worth mm-hmm. needs to be in top. Mm-hmm. I need to really know who I am. Mm-hmm. Because that's what salvation is all about. Yeah. David, he says in Psalms 18, when he talks about, you know, God is my rock and my shield and my fortress. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the psalm, and you can find it in Second Samuel 22, mm-hmm. he talks about what happens and how you get from A to B, right? Mm-hmm. He starts out by saying, God is my rock and my fortress. And then right. he uses He's the rest of the time yeah. telling you how to do it, right? Yeah. And, and there, I don't know, around verse 28, he says, God saves the helpless. That's an enormously powerful statement mm-hmm. <laughs> because the helpless are those that are walking in the, the valley of the shadow of death, right? They're the ones that are at the bottom. What do you think causes a person to not want help? What I think, I think a lack of a, self-worth. right. Because I think if if you know you're valuable, then it's easy to ask for help. Because you know what you have is valuable. You know that what you have, other people need. If you think what I have, nobody wants or needs, then you're never going to ask for help. Could that be a side of pride? 
in a way. Well, it is. It's a consequence of sin and sin right. and pride that right. destroys us, right? That I don't need help. I right. Can and do so this on it, my own. God yeah. looks for the helpless. God looks for those that says, I am who I am. I am mm-hmm. who God created me to be. And so let me invite him in. And David says, mm-hmm. those are the ones that he saves. The interesting thing about mm-hmm. that is what he's talking about when he talks about save. Mm-hmm. There's three parts to that that mm-hmm. is extremely important. The first part is you have to know something. If you want to be saved, yeah, you have, you have to, to know. know. Right. Christ right? died for the all. The second thing is you have to understand it. Mm-hmm. What do you have to know and what do you have to understand? The third part. And the third part is who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. Not who anybody else created you to be. No. Not what society created you to be. Right. But salvation lays in my understanding mm-hmm. and my knowing that God created me mm-hmm. in his own image the way he wanted me right. because what he has put in me, Something those around right. me, you need. And when we begin to understand that, that's salvation. That's the awesome. cornerstone that we can build on in Jesus Christ. Yeah. That it doesn't matter how much self-confidence I have. Yeah. What matters is how much self-worth do I have. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like that I can contribute? Yeah. And if I can't promise the one that is closest to me, yeah. I will give you everything I have. And that's not that's not material life will never thing. work. Yeah. And life we're not will just about, not work. Yeah. Right? Because then you're just going to hold back, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be so hurt and so defensive and so this that I'm not going to share and I'm not going to share. But give and it'll be given to you, right? right. Um, She'll fill you up and Don't you hold fill back, yeah. right? The more you give, the more you receive. And the more it you, starts with giving. Pie, yeah. If you wait for the other one, then you're both just going to be stubborn. <laughs> just staring right? at each other on the couch. You have to be equally yeah. dedicated to this that we are going to try to outgive each other. Right, we're going to try to outlove each other. We're going to try to outperform each other. That's an interesting step to take. Is to well, it's difficult because yeah. humans have never been able to do that in yeah. the history of our world, and that's why we have so much divorce in the church. Because we, as humans, we have very difficulty living up to that because we don't want to go back and look at the fundamental building block to yeah. a relationship is built on promises. What does the Bible tell us again and again and again? God is faithful to what His, His promises. promises. Yeah. Let your yeses be yes and let your noes be noes. That's what God's promise. Yeah. That's what he's faithful to, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's, he's not faithful to you because you're blackheaded. <laughs> he's faithful to you because he, he is, is faithful, faithful. Yeah. right? To everybody and, across and, the board. And that is something we yeah. miss sometimes, right? God is not faithful because I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. God is faithful because he is holy. He's faithful because what does he say when he's asked, you know, Moses asked, well, well who do I tell? You know, yeah. and he says, tell him I am sent you. Yeah. Well, who, who who am I supposed to swear? And God said, "Well, because I don't have anybody, I have to swear again for myself." Right? <laughs> because that. because the yeah. point about that is, is he, he is, is faithful. Yeah. Not because you deserve it. Yeah. He is faithful because his self worth is pure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's there why he's no faithful. Sin in him. Yeah. So he wants us to take that into all, not just marriage, yeah. but into all Everyone. of our promises. Yeah. I promise you mm-hmm. to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Because I am faithful, not because you deserve it, but because I am faithful. And I will be faithful unto myself because my self-image is mirrored in the image of God. Yeah. And that's what makes me work. And if that doesn't work, yeah. then forget life. Yeah. That's actually quite interesting that looking at that fundamental style of adultery. Yeah. Being that it's not just a marriage thing. Right. But it's 
everything around you. It's the start point that affects mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. It's like the pebble in the water. Yeah, the right? ripple effect. It makes a little splash, though, yeah. and it might not, but the ripples <laughs> yeah. continue. Right? Even though it's it's on the number line where it is, right? but still how important it is to know that here is a good starting point to understand. Be faithful in what you do right. in your life. And so if you, want, you, if you want to, let's talk for a moment about, about somebody who wants to, wants to find a partner. Mm-hmm. How do you find a partner? I've always looked at it as start with lifting Jesus up. Okay, that's a very, very holy and religious answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, well, okay, let's yourself, all sit around and sing Kumbaya, yeah, my Lord. I know, but I I'm mean, not sure that works. <laughs> <laughs> Make yourself attractive. <laughs> exactly. That's the point, Tony. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be attractive. And how do you make yourself attractive? Knowing what you're worth. And you're not worth things that you can do. That's self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I can find millions of people that are yeah. self-confident. I can find million people that are talented, have abilities, have learned all kinds of things. Yeah. I can't use that for anything. Like what I need, is- I need somebody that knows they're worth something because they will enrich me. And that when you become attractive, then you will have more than one to choose from. <laughs> yeah, no, I you agree. will have a long line. Yeah, but that's not just. I mean, it's not just dating. It's it's in everything. It's in everything. It's in everything. You want that job? They're going to be looking at and, you. And, and God gives us a down. wonderful model, and He says, "You know what? If you'll master it here, then your rest, the rest of your yeah. life, will just absolutely fall into place. Yeah, because everybody will be coming to business partners will be coming to you. And people come. You know, idea people in that work will be coming to you. Yeah, because you're attractive. We want whatever it is yeah. He's got. I think it's so much fun because I mean, you've had that situation happen to you. Mm-hmm trying to go see a baseball game, right? a random stranger coming to you. I mean, I've had that situation. Right. Random stranger at a barbershop start telling me his life story right? without me even asking right. about who he is. Exactly. So, I mean, it is interesting exactly. that these things do come into play. But you can't do that if you don't see your own self-worth. And that's what God's talk, trying to talk to us about. Yeah. And so find out what who you really are, and that's yeah. salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing and understanding who you really are. Yeah. And who you really are mm-hmm. is the one that God created, not the one life created or your family created. Or what the magazines or, tell or you your culture the created. Yeah. No, it's who God created. And when you understand that and you understand that that's value, then keep your promises. There you go. Keep your promises. And if you are unsure about all this, ask somebody. Talk with someone. Find a, a church. Go to church. Yeah, go to church. Find a pastor. Talk with them. Someone that will help you. That's why, that's why churches are there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Help you find who you are in God and go out and show everyone your self-worth. So with that, I want to say, if you uh, have any comments, please let us know. We want to hear what you have to say. Write to us at our email at talkingwithfred777 at, at gmail.com and our Facebook page, Talking With Fred. And I want to bless you guys out there. May God shine his face upon you and give you peace.